women who wear sexy lingerie during the day are actually more likely to have an orgasm when they have sex in the evening. Sex on the wedding night. You're either up for it or you're not. I'm Georgina Pryor. And I'm Ann Chanderson. And we're both marriage celebrants here to talk about all the hot topics that you might be thinking about as you're planning your wedding. Talking about the wedding night, it is an expectation that you're going to do the deed. Whose expectation is that, though? Well, that's the question I have because... I've chatted to a lot of my friends about this and I actually don't have a friend that did the deed on the wedding night. Oh, so it's something you actually talk about. Yeah. Because I've never really asked any of my friends. I just, maybe I do expect it. I don't know. And we do a podcast on weddings. Of course I ask people this question. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, it was my birthday the other day, Overshare. We didn't do it that night. We were exhausted. We got pretty boozed. I think I'm probably going to be the person that doesn't do it on the wedding night. Yeah, but you don't have to do it just because it is a milestone event, I don't believe. You should be in the mood and wanting to do it. And does it set a bad tone if we don't, though? I don't think so. Yeah, well, we better uncover it. Just make up for it during the honeymoon. Or just the rest of your life. got a Sia McKimmy joining us and she's one of Australia's leading sex and relationship experts. She's a couples therapist, a sexologist, a sex therapist and a coach. So many titles to her name. Thanks so much for joining us, Sia. When it comes to the pressure of having sex on the wedding night, do you think many people are actually doing it? So, such a great question because this comes up in my work so much. I think uh, far less people are having sex on their wedding night than we expect or even that we would guess. And do you think it is because of the pressure or are they just too tired? You know, I think it's a couple of things. Definitely feeling tired. You know, there is so much build up to that big day. It's often been a long day. There's been so many people to talk to. It's a late night. There's been alcohol consumed. That is definitely a huge factor. But I think even, you know, the way in which we're getting married is changing at the moment. You know, back in the in the day, even 20 or 30 years ago, couples often hadn't had sex before they got married. Now couples have often been living together for a period of time. They're already kind of over that honeymoon period to begin with. So there isn't often that you know, that kind of excitement and an urgency that perhaps there once was on the wedding night. I want to ask, does it set a bad tone for your marriage if you don't do it? I feel like there's a lot of pressure to do it. Are you going to wake up on, let's say, get married on a Saturday night? Are you waking up on Sunday going, I had the best day except for the fact that I didn't have sex? I think that kind of pressure that we put on ourselves is what is going to make the difference rather than whether or not we actually have sex itself. Uh, and that's something that I, um, I often am coaching couples on because it is so surprising to me, or it isn't anymore, but it was when I started my work, the number of couples who would actually come to see me as a couples therapist and a sexologist in the lead up to their wedding who were already saying, oh, my God, like our sex life life has, you know, already taken a dive. We're not connecting intimately the way we would like to or as much as we used to. And one of the things that we talk about in preparation for their honeymoon often is 
that, you know, having a really happy, sustainable sex life is a long-term process. And take the pressure off your wedding night. Even take it off on your honeymoon because there's often so much going on and you're so tired from all the wedding planning. Just just take that off and kind of know that you're you're running a marathon and, and not a sprint, oh. let's say. <laughs> now, I've been thinking about this in my wedding and do you know what I would like to do? And I'm, I'm probably revealing way too much information here. Do it. It's a safe play. <laughs> but after the photos are done, you've got that little bit of time where you could perhaps just, you know, disappear for a while before you get to the reception and get it on there. Oh. I reckon that would spice <laughs> things up. <laughs> I, I like your thinking there. Definitely. I, I'm all for it. Yeah, so it could be like a little bit of... Um, bit of romance and then nobody else knows that you've consummated the marriage already. Yeah, not too tired. Definitely the excitement and anticipation. I think it's a good idea. Might be uh, a little bit hard though with the dress. <laughs> <laughs> Might not be. Might be the perfect dress for it. I love this idea. It's actually a very traditional list of you and we found out when we were looking up traditions that when the bride would throw her bouquet, that was to distract everybody. And then they would run away, go and consummate the marriage, and then he'd flick the garter and prove a little bit of evidence. So we can bring that to your wedding. Oh, my wedding. God. How far was she throwing the bouquet? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, it was a quickie, that's for sure. <laughs> I want to talk about alcohol. Obviously, it's a big part of a wedding, and a lot of grooms have a little bit too much. Should we be worried mm. if... He's had a little bit too much of a tipple and can't get his pecker working the way that we want it to. Get it up. <laughs> Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, great question and definitely not. I think that is going to happen to all men at some point in their lives. You know, they're going to have a couple of drinks. Again, there's going to be the tiredness and kind of stress from the wedding day as well and that's going to have an impact too. So really, like, take the pressure off. Have the focus be on... You know, you guys just really connecting and, and starting your lives together instead of there being any kind of need for, for performance or, or an outcome. And I know when it comes to, you know, getting yourself in the mood, so say you are both up for it, you're ready to consummate your marriage, if you like to call it. You're ready to get it on. Get it on. You're ready to get it on. What do you think about sexy lingerie? Do you save that for when things start to, you know, fizzle out in, you know, your first couple of years of marriage and then bring out the sexy lingerie? Or should you start it from the very start of your marriage? Such a great question. Look, I think wear it whenever it feels good for you. And actually, if you bring it in at the start of the relationship, it's going to be easier to keep it going later in the relationship. If you've never worn sexy lingerie and then you're bringing it in later on, it actually can be a little bit more difficult because you guys are kind of, you've already set the tone and you're already feeling comfortable where you're at. So bring it in at the start if that's something uh, that feels good for you. And there is actually some research that shows women who wear sexy lingerie during the day are actually more likely to have an orgasm when they have sex in the evening because they're already getting themselves into that sexy state of mind right from when they put on the lingerie in the morning. Oh, I need to get rid of my granny on this. Yeah, me too. I was thinking the same thing. And mind plays a really big role in it, of course. Yes. Look, I think it's really important to say uh, maybe something about desire here. And, and that is that desire is something we need to cultivate. So desire doesn't just happen on its own. And I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes we make 
you know, keeping the spark alive in our relationship or not keeping the spark alive in our relationship because we expect it to just happen and we expect that, you know, passion and desire to stay the same as it did when we first got together. Hmm. And that just isn't realistic because there are so many factors that influence our desire. You know, we, as we get into the relationship, we have bills, we have our routine, we have things that are, that are stressing us out. We don't make effort on the little things often like we used to, like going out on dates, spending time together. Uh, you know, even sometimes, and maybe I'm revealing a little bit about myself now as well, you know, even like shaving our legs <laughs> and doing those kinds of things, like we would always do that at the start but not necessarily later in the relationship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it really is something that we need to, to put attention on. And if we want to really have desire be lasting in our relationship, and that doesn't necessarily mean like five times a week or every day, you know, that might even just be once or twice a week where we really enjoy it. It's really helpful to think of our sexual desire is having sexual breaks and sexual accelerators. And so breaks are things like stress and tiredness and being in our routine. We want to remove some of those and add in accelerators, which are things like connecting to our partner, wearing sexy lingerie, having physical contact throughout the day, going out on dates and doing something fun together. Oh, so it really isn't necessarily like a one-off thing or something we should just expect to be there. It's something that we really need to work on and to cultivate. And what about sex on the honeymoon? Because I picture my honeymoon to be just this massive romp session. Like just Me too. every single day and, and, you know, maybe having trouble walking. <laughs> <laughs> Does couples find that they are doing it on their honeymoon or are they just reflecting and it's more, you know, connecting on a different intimacy level? Look, I think every couple is different. I've certainly worked with many couples who didn't end up having sex on their entire honeymoon, even if that was for a couple of weeks. And and that's for various reasons. If that's what you want for your honeymoon, I think that's awesome. And like and go for it. I think, you know, people want different things from their honeymoon. You know, some couples want to go out and be doing things every day, visiting a new place, traveling around. Other couples just want to sit and relax by the pool and to not have to worry and, and do anything. But if you want to, you know, get your rocks off and have amazing sex with your husband every day on your honeymoon, I think go for that as well. Just know that you, if it hasn't been happening in the lead up, you might have to, you know, just have a little bit of a conversation about, um, you know, what you might like and how you might kind of start to get that, that spark reignited between you. As a couples therapist, obviously the first year of marriage, there is a lot of couples find that they put this expectation on themselves, you know, that they should be in this newly wedded bliss and they shouldn't be fighting and, you know, it should just be really a happy time. But often things, you know, can pop up in the first year of marriage, but it's about working through it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was really one of the surprising things that my mum actually said to me a couple of years ago, which I never knew. Um, we were talking about... Um, my relationship at the time and she was like you know first year living together first year of marriage she said that was the most difficult for her and I had never had any idea of, of that before but certainly I see it uh, in my practice as a couple therapist 
and sexologists. And again, I think there are uh, a couple of reasons for that. One is that we can have kind of changed expectations once we're married. That level of commitment can start to bring things up for us that get in the way of the the you know our connection, if you like. But also, there's that factor that we're often no longer in the honeymoon period. The the honeymoon period, as we know it, is a period where uh, we're experiencing a cocktail of hormones and endorphins and that, you know, in love feeling that, that's running through our body. That tends to last from 18 months to three years. And it's a really biological thing that happens for us. So once we get past that kind of two to three year mark where we're kind of officially out of the honeymoon period, if you like, and we're starting to settle into a different kind of relationship and a different kind of love. And that doesn't always have the same chemistry that we did at the beginning. So that affects our sex life, but it also affects how we show up in our connection and communication because those honeymoon period cocktails can be such a buffer against feeling tension in the relationship. So I think, you know, it is really important for couples to keep in mind that once they're getting past that kind of two to three year mark, which many couples are once they get married now, there is going to be a different feeling and a different experience within their relationship. And all relationships really require our our work and our ongoing attention. I, I often think, you know, we, and you guys would, would see this as marriage celebrants, we put so much um, energy and effort and money and attention into the wedding day. Mm. But our marriage is going to last so much longer than the wedding day. So really my encouragement to couples is, to put that kind of energy and attention and effort into your relationship and marriage as well and know that you're going to have to do that for the rest of your lives to really have a solid, happy, healthy relationship. You know, it isn't just going to stay there and be amazing by itself. It really is something that you need to to tend to and cultivate for it to be amazing. Thanks, Isaiah. I actually am going to take that as a little challenge. Every hour or minute I spend on the wedding plan, I also have to do the equivalent in the bedroom. Oh, I love it. (laughs) You're going to be busy. Yeah. (laughs) It's been very busy already. (laughs) As always, we do a checklist. Everything you need to think about when it comes to sex on the wedding night. Take the pressure off yourselves. Doing it on your wedding night doesn't define your marriage. You might find alcohol gets in the way for him to get it up or it might stop you from getting in the mood. Make the decision prior to the wedding of what's more important to you both. Is it getting down or getting boozed? If you're into sexy lingerie and you're holding back from wearing it, just get into it. As Asaya said, wearing sexy lingerie all day can give you a better orgasm at night. The honeymoon can be a perfect way to unwind or the perfect time to have lots of sex. Neither way is what you have to do. Just make sure you and your partner are on the same page. A partnership and marriage needs to be cultivated and nurtured. Spend time working on your relationship and grow your desire. And seriously, don't plan every single detail. Just have fun with it.